0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Prayer on my heart will never change. I say
0: For tuning in. This is T Love, your host here at Energy Awareness Radio. I am a certified reconnective healing practitioner, sound therapist, and positive psychology practitioner with a private practice in Sussex County, New Jersey, where Energy Awareness Radio streams to you live each and every week. Our chat room is open, so go ahead and get to the chat room and listen in to what we have to say because tonight is an extremely important show. I dare say this is probably the most important show I have ever done. As an alternative, for those of you who are on the go and you cannot continue to listen online, please call us directly by dialing 347-202-0227, and that way you can listen via your phone, or please be sure to use Bluetooth if you are driving about. You know, this world has a lot to offer all of us, but some of the all of us are making it harder and harder for the rest of us to make well-informed decisions. And tonight, my guest, Mr. Jeff Hayes, is here to provide us with information that will make you cringe and think and wonder and perhaps even upset you, which is really good because ultimately, this information will allow you to make informed decisions that are right for you and your family, your decisions. We're talking about the film Bot, which takes a deep dive into the business of Big Pharma the controversies with the vaccines, and the truth about GMOs in America's food supply. Mr. Hayes is a filmmaker and a serial entrepreneur. Jeff Hayes Films creates movies that make movements, and boy, do they. Jeff was shortlisted for an Academy Award in Documentary category for his 2000 film On Native Soil his most recent film, Bot, of which he is both the producer and executive producer, is currently setting online affiliate records for its distributor. He's also known for his 2012 film, Doctored, and his 2004 film, Fahrenheit 9-11. All of these films are well worth seeing, by the way, as they're so thought-provoking and enlightening, and they will truly change your life, every every single one of them. Jeff has eight technology patents to his credit as well, and was recently featured in Forbes for his seven-figure crowdfunding success. So welcome to the show, Jeff. Thank you so very, very much for taking time to join us here on Energy Awareness Radio. How are you being?
1: I am perfect. Thank you. (laughs)
0: you are perfect I have to say these movies are perfect I I can't even oh my gosh I have to I have to stop (laughs) there are so many things to discuss in this film but my first question upon watching the film for the first time was literally wait a minute what? what what's going on so I watched it again and then I watched it a third time so I could develop questions for this show it is so fascinatingly amazing because you just can't believe what you're hearing yet you know it's true so I looked at all of it and I thought, you know, you're not in the healthcare field and these films that you make are really part of, it seems to me, almost a life purpose for you. They they do make movies movements. This is a calling it seems on your part. Because to me most filmmakers just want to make a lot of money by creating films that bring in, you know, fifty million dollars on opening weekend and I'm sure you could have done that as well, but you don't. You know, you don't. You're doing this because you can feel the passion that comes through each film that you do. So, what, what was the catalyst or the inspiration for you to actually do these types of films?
1: <clears throat> it's it's funny. This is um, you know when I when I talk to people, and and again, I you know it's it's not like I choose uh, rather than make 50 million dollars, I want to make a difference. My, you know, my business model is I really do want to make a profit and I want to make an impact and my my goal is to never do one without the other if you if you lose money on everything you do then it's not sustainable you end up going out of business and that's the end of that uh, at the same time I will never do something just for the money um mm-hmm. you know in in your life's work you can choose to 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 deliver value and to have an impact um, th- these are not the topics that i thought i would be spending my time on mm-hmm. it's um you know it, it it's funny i i was um there's a film called Trace Amounts that's about Mercury that um Bobby Kennedy Jr is involved with and and i was working with them on their their marketing and 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 Bobby Kennedy Jr was talking about he was you know as an environmentalist going around suing coal companies about mercury being put into the environment, and he kept running into these moms who were saying, Look the you know the biggest source of mercury in our children is not coming from coal plants it's coming from vaccines and he mm-hmm. you know he started doing the research on this and then he he was you know he found how corrupt the c d c has become and 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 now, uh, it's literally, you know, in, with regulatory capture, a, a regulatory agency that's been captured by industry. And meanwhile, so he's drug into this very unpopular debate talking about mercury and vaccines, um, you know, which is just one component that, you know, to be concerned about. But he's drug into this debate while, meanwhile, the board of the company that pays him, um be an environmentalist is saying stay away from that, it's toxic but he can't not it's, you know, what do you do if you, and so a a lot of the people that are in these debates are, this is not what they wanted to be doing, and I I kind of fall into that category but I contrast that to you know, I was at at an autism gathering, Autism 1 in Chicago last week and there you meet all of these mothers who um you know it's funny so many people call them anti uh they were oh. not anti-vaccine their children after their children were damaged by a vaccine um you know it, it, it's not like these are people you know they proved they're not anti-vax by virtue of the fact that's how their kids were injured is you mm-hmm. know is by, by you know so these moms would prefer not to be a part of this debate. Also, you know the, the movie opens with Sarah Bridges, um, who, you know, as here's, and I wanted to start with her because she, um, she's a neuroscientist. She has a PhD, and she kind of solves the. Well, it's this is just a mom. Everybody is always so dismissive of of mothers in this in this debate just a mom and as she's sitting there talking and the camera pulls back and shows that she's sitting next to her nineteen-year-old son wearing a diaper and a seizure helmet uh, she pretty much has a right to speak about this especially since she went through uh, the national vaccine injury compensation program and the government found that her child had in fact been damaged by the the pertussis vaccine and giving mental retardation and autism um and you know and brain damage um that's been adjudicated and the government pays his expenses every month so it's uh-huh. not really open for debate these are the people that that make up these you know conversations it's not you know that you know that i i woke up one day and went you know hey let's let's do a, you know what's a wonderful topic. Let's do GMOs and vaccines and and big pharma. <laughs> right. It's
0: it really it, it is something that you're passionate about. You can tell as as you watch the the film. It's something that you really got into. I mean, you went all around the country and interviewed people who, as you said, have a right to speak on this subject. It's not like you just walked up to the man on the street and said, "What do you think?" Because everybody can offer their own opinion without having a basis, but all of these people do, and. I can't help but think, and I really believe that after watching this film, I don't really care who you are. The film will change your life. It will make you think. You know, I was all for vaccines because I grew up with them. I had vaccines. But I don't believe that I had 69 vaccines, you know, between the ages of 1 and 18, which, as in the film, states that that's what is happening now. That's how many children are given. Let me rephrase that. That's how many they're mandated or they can't go to school if they don't have certain vaccines. So the the whole parental choice is out of play. There is no choice if you want to send your child to school.
1: Well, there's 36 states now considering 110 different bills that eliminate um, or restrict uh, personal belief exemptions. So religious beliefs or i you know i i don't want it, my my other children were damaged by a vaccine um so i don't want my child That eliminate a parent's right to choose even if they're homeschooling and so mm-hmm. it, this this net that's been, you know this it to me is a philosophical issue more than a scientific issue there's no honest scientist that will say vaccines are 100% safe I mean even mm-hmm. even you know Paul Offit the most you know the uh, pro vaccine people will tell you that yes there you know there are side effects uh, there are consequences negative consequences to and some kids are damaged by vaccines and you know that's why we set up the national vaccine injury compensation system in fact they the you know the the pharmaceutical industry went to the government and said, because the vaccine business, vaccines are inherently and unavoidably unsafe, and so we need, for us to stay in this business, we need blanket liability protection, which in 1986 Congress gave them. So, you can't sue a vaccine manufacturer if your child is damaged by a vaccine, and at that time we established the national vaccine injury compensation system but if you I mean if vaccines were were totally safe, obviously they would not have have demanded um uh, protection from Congress from liability and so sure. knowing that something is um you know, is unsafe in some cases to insist that you put it in your child, and you don't have a right to vote about that. Um, you know, the countries that do stuff like that, you know, usually, you know, have a political system that ends with ism, you know, a communism, totalitarianism, mm-hmm. fascism. You know, it's uh, this is not what we expect from a country built on personal freedom and personal belief.
0: Well, that's the whole thing to me is, it's, you know, we know that vaccines can cause, everything has a side effect. You know, all the drugs have side effects. Vaccines have side effects. Uh, I, I'm kind of one of those believers in, you know, if you don't have to take a pill, don't find an all, I mean, I'm an, I'm an holistic health practitioner, you know. I believe that there are certain things you need to do because we're not there fully yet, and conventional medicine does play a role. But you don't have to go down the road wholeheartedly if you really feel that, you know something could be detrimental to you or your child, and to take that away, you know i mean I don't even that it just blows my mind i have to say It's <laughs> just really you know well so we and, and you look at
1: who is you look at who is pushing this, and you know the the same thing happens in the g m o debate um uh, in the um in the Washington state bill um you had $500 total that came from within the state that was was for you know it was to you know to vote against labeling and you had 12 million dollars that came from outside of the state that and you know against the 6 million raised by people and, and you like you look at the industries that benefit by this continuing you know it's like there's nobody that's you know making money off of of uh of people not vaccinating you know it's the money right. is all stacked up on the other side it's a 30 billion dollar industry and not only that but if you and I owned a pharmaceutical company if we can develop a vaccine and get it on the schedule which by the way you know these schedules have never been tested No no one knows what the consequences of 69 vaccines are, um, but there's 300 more vaccines in the pipeline. So when they're mandating these vaccine schedules, you're not mandating today's schedule. You're mandating a schedule that no one has ever seen, the vaccine schedule of the future. But, you know, the, the money that is being made from that. If you and I could start a company, get a vaccine on the schedule, here's something we're always paid for, mandated, that's given to every kid. Every kid is covered by the state for their insurance, so we always get our money, and we can never be sued no matter what the, the vaccine does because we have complete blanket liability protection. We accidentally when we set this system up in 1986, we created something that was unintended, that we created a hugely profitable business with no downside. And in the midst of this, we have industry that has completely, in my opinion, corrupted our regulatory agencies. And you can see the revolving door as people leave the CDC and then, you know, you know, the former head of the CDC is suddenly head of vaccines for Merck. Um, mm-hmm. the, the, the the this level and you know, and I'm a capitalist. I'm a businessman. I'm so sad to see this is not capitalism. This is crony capitalism.
0: Yes, there's a difference. Yes, I mean, it, it, almost everybody in America is a capitalist. Let's face it. You live here, you're a capitalist, pretty much. And you know, but there's a way to do it right. (laughs) Well, and and this is
1: whenever you know, Democrats always wanted a strong government to protect the citizens from big business. What they never considered is what happens when government becomes a a subsidiary of big Mm. business. When Obama was running for president, he said that you know Americans have a right to know what's in their food, and he would stand for labeling. And then a couple of years ago, when he appointed Monsanto's lawyer, a former VP of Monsanto, as food safety czar, yeah, this is is when you have to say, "Oh my gosh, they really don't even care that we know what's going on." It, like, um, if I was a politician, you know, I would tell Monsanto, if they, if I was in their back pocket, I would go, guys, you know, don't make me stick one of your VPs as food safeties are. That's going to draw such attention. You know, let's be mm-hmm. smarter than that. I mean, literally, from a political standpoint, you know, that, it's like putting, um, uh, you know, a, uh, you know, a, a porn addict in charge of schools. He's like, what do you think?
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> it does draw a big red flag, because when you say the, the word Monsanto, and it's like, do you really have to say anything else? Everybody knows what you're talking about. Everybody knows that they're, it's such a huge, I mean, they're, the GMOs, this is crazy stuff. This really is, because it's such a big lie that we've all bought into, and the herbicides that are causing autoimmune disorders and leaky gut and et cetera, I've heard a lot of people say that GMOs are getting a bad rap. I don't agree with that. You know, you start making apples that don't turn brown or giving animals growth hormones. You know, you need to think about the food chain and where we are in it because we're part of it and we're going to eat that food. And what is it going to do to us? And all these GMOs that could wake up these dormant cells within us, we all have different cells within us that are lying dormant. Do you really want to give yourself cancer or something else because you've eaten something that was made, that that was given these GMOs. But people really think, well, the apple isn't going to turn brown as quickly, so I can keep it for two weeks. So that's a good thing because it looks nice, but nobody's thinking it through, and nobody who's doing any of the GMO work is saying anything except, yeah, that's right. And then you have someone like you who comes along and tells us what the other side is, and people start to wake up. But it's probably going to take a really long time for – any kind of a movement to make a huge difference. And in your movie, you've got these moms who are, what, they're like in their 30s, I think. And they're yep. really, kudos to them, they're the ones that are, are starting this. And they will be the, the people, the pioneers to get this to, to turn around based on the fact that you brought it to light. Don't you think that Tell that's you, the it, that it well? is
1: that Yeah, the power is the moms. Yeah. It, it it really is. You know, the The, the apple that you brought up. Mm-hmm. They you know the, what, what's interesting about this is is, um, yeah. you know, the, we don't know what GMOs do. We don't we don't have no. a clue, and so to you know to argue that you know the, the tests that have been on all run ninety day tests, and so they no no problem you know the site do we have a right to know you know what happens on a long term basis so i don't mind somebody can eat gmo corn till they pop till they turn yellow <laughs> I, I, it's it, it's none of my business if you you know right. I, if you want to inform yourself but the you know the gmo argument is not about whether to have gmos the gmo argument is about that Industry wants to say that you, T, don't have the right to know in the food right. that you buy, whether it's GMO or not, because you're too stupid to make the right decision, which is to buy GMO. And literally, the argument is not, you know, all these bills are not about getting rid of GMOs. They're about mm-hmm. do we have the right to know if it's in the food? And, and we absolutely you know, I mean do. On, It's astounding. And that argument, whenever anybody hears it, they go, yes, of course I have the right. And then the millions and millions of dollars, 40 million in California, millions of dollars commercials go out that say, you know, know, if you do this, it's going to drive the price of food up. It's going to be a bonanza for the trial lawyers. They do all these smoke screens. Meanwhile... Your kids are eating food that we have no idea what the long-term consequences are. I have a friend Mm -hmm. who's so pro-GMO, and he's like, you know, there's this many trillion meals of GMOs, GMO meals that have been served uh, with no ill consequences. And I'm like, okay. How do you know? (laughs) Do you expect somebody to take a bite of GMO corn and fall over dead? You know, (laughs) meanwhile – the youngest generation is the unhealthiest generation we've ever raised. Autism, mm-hmm. decade after decade, the 40s, it was 1 in 10,000. The 50s, 1 in 10,000. The 60s, 1 in 10,000. The 70s, 1 in 10,000. The 80s, 1 in 10,000. Suddenly, the the autism rates rocket up to where it's now 1 in 68, 1 in 48 in boys, and, you know, it, it it's not because of better diagnosis. When you see what autism really looks like, we're not talking about somebody on, you know, this. if a doctor couldn't diagnose 12 years ago, uh, you know, one in 10,000 all of a sudden goes to one in 60. If they couldn't diagnose autism when a, a child is standing on his tiptoes, flapping their arms, nonverbal, uh, even that name, nonverbal. I'm 57 years old. Whenever I was a kid, there was no such word as nonverbal. If somebody uh. couldn't speak, they were called a mute. This, right. this is you know oh, that person is a mute, and usually it's because they were deaf. And you would hear mm-hmm. you know well, now I'm sure a politically incorrect term. Oh, he's a deaf mute. There was no kids that were mute. I I never. In my entire life, you know, growing up, never met a kid that didn't speak. Mm-hmm. And now this happens to the point that, you know, it's like, well, he's nonverbal. and It's like we take this as normal. It's, you know, something drastic has changed. You know, we used to carry peanut butter and jelly sandwiches to school. There was no kids allergic to peanuts. Uh you know, what in the world has happened with our learning disabilities, with our, our our brain disorders and with the asthma levels and the allergies. Meanwhile we're going on the assumptions that that uh this is some sort of genetic disorder, uh, which you know, genes just do not change you know, from one decade to the next, suddenly your genes uh, you know, that's an evolutionary process that takes time, like eons, you know, tens and you know thousands of years for for genes to change, and so suddenly this autism is a, a genetic epidemic. Um, you know, the, these things defy any sort of logic.
0: Yeah, they do, and and part of the, part of the problem too that I see is that when we're talking about uh, the vaccines is that when you walk into a doctor's office, a pediatrician's office, PCP, wherever it is, there's every time I'm in somewhere, a pharmaceutical rep walks in. And no offense to the pharmaceutical reps, but really, they're just spewing the information that was given to them. It's not like they've gone to pharmacology school and they know exactly what they're speaking about. And then they give that information to the doctors and the doctors spew it back at you. But they the doctors don't have time to have done any research on anything, and they're just saying, okay, this is a good drug to give you. We're going to try it, and that bothers yeah. me. <laughs> the, the,
1: the, what happens is, in, in in surveys, we find that your your MD actually has far more faith in their drugs than the patient does. They truly believe mm-hmm. the 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 drug route. You know, over and over and over, we go down these trails. I was reading; I think it was today's Wall Street Journal. It may have been yesterday's, about you know, we're now finding out that there is an increase in birth disorders amongst um, women who take SSRIs like Prozac, Paxil, mm-hmm. uh, right? Uh, while they're pregnant, you know, and, and you you look at these dilemmas and you go, of course there are, and, you know, I. Uh, Kelly Brogan, who's in the film, the way she got into learning about researching vaccines is she was doing her psychiatric residency at NYU. She is a uh, Cornell Med School, MIT undergrad, uh, NYU residency. And as a part of her residency, she would give informed consent to these women who found themselves pregnant and had been taking uh psychiatric medications some of them very strong psychiatric medications that have a profound negative impact on pregnancy on on a you know that can you know cause birth defects you know if you're you know you're taking a uh anti-anxiety medication or if you're taking antipsychotic medication and all the you know suddenly you get pregnant, then you have to sit down with a psychiatrist and she would spend two hours going through with them and say, okay, here's what the potential effects could be on your unborn child, but here's the consequences to your life and your brain if you get off of them. And here you know it's not a you know a clear path through this. And she would go through this two hour. Uh, informed consent meeting with them and over and over these women are walking into their office uh, rubbing their arms she's like what's up and she's oh well you know on the way in they gave me all my vaccinations
0: oh my god and
1: she said well did they give you informed consent and they're like what are you talking about but literally they were taking pregnant women and injecting them with all these vaccinations as they walk in the door without ever bothering to share with them, as is required by law, the package insert, which has all kinds of warnings for pregnant women and many vaccines.
0: You know, when you hear this, even even the drugs on TV, when they give you the side effects, you're pretty much better off having the disease
1: what's funny is if there's there's one i'm hearing lately that is for autoimmune disease and mm-hmm. uh you know and it talks about you know the the side effect maybe death you know, it shuts down mm-hmm. you cancer. Yeah. You know, and you know mm-hmm. when you shut off your immune system, when you dampen down your immune system, we all get cancerous cells every day. It's just our immune system takes care of it. So, you know, one of the sad side effects of of most autoimmune drugs is is that you know you take them long enough, you become a very likely candidate for cancer. But this this autoimmune um, this disorder drug, and and I think it was for psoriasis. You know, which is you know, I'm sure no fun, and you know, but for psoriasis, it, and it said, be sure and let your doctor know if you or anyone in your household has had a vaccine, and don't take this if you have. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? You know, <laughs> you know you, you've got one part of the pharmaceutical company making vaccines that says they're safe and effective. You've got that same company owning a drug that that reduces your immune system. That says, "Oh, by the way, don't let your kids get vaccinated if mom is taking this drug, because you could kill her."
0: You know, and when I was a kid, people got chicken pox, and parents would bring kids together so all the kids got chicken pox. Get it and get it over with. They expose yep. the children to chickenpox. They don't do that anymore. Now there's a vaccine. I'm like, why? You need to build your autoimmune system. Your autoimmune system needs to be built up to have the resistance to fight off those things that are coming at you. This is a way to do it instead of vaccinating yourself against it. But people don't do that. If someone has chickenpox, they hide them away. And, you know, I just think, put them out in the open. Let them go play outside. <laughs> you well, know, here, let
1: everybody get the chickenpox. chickenpox is a really interesting um Chickenpox is a really interesting vaccine and in the way that it made its way into the vaccine schedule. Uh chickenpox is, you know has virtually no mortality rate associated with it. It wasn't for health reasons that they added it. Um the the manufacturer of the vaccine went to the government and applied for it to be a part of the vaccine schedule for financial reasons. That parents were missing work and they totaled up the oh number of days that were missed from work by parents having, you know, because you got chickenpox, your kid cannot go to daycare. And so here's the days missed of work, and it's so many billions of dollars that were lost annually uh, because of chickenpox. And it turns out the chickenpox vaccine is a very effective vaccine at eliminating chickenpox.
0: And mm-hmm. kids, it
1: really works very well. Unfortunately, in the process of of doing this research, there um, a, you know, a researcher for the CDC in California, um, Gary Goldman, discovered that the research showed in in the study that he did on behalf of the CDC that the vaccine worked very well, but um, it was an in, it had an inverse relationship with shingles that mm. the more we get rid of chickenpox the less immunity we have to shingles and it is a much more severe disease and it yeah. turns out the money we lose in workplace by people having shingles is far more than the money we save by parents not missing work for chickenpox so besides the you know the, the much more severe problems from not having this disease secondarily it turns out that that like i had chickenpox when i was a kid that doesn't give you lifetime immunity to chickenpox right even if you had right. the disease the way you stay immune the way human bodies evolved to stay immune to chickenpox is as you're exposed to your kids getting it It reminds your immune system, hey, we need to stay up on immunity from this particular bug. And so it's the repeated exposure throughout the course of your life to kids with chickenpox that keeps you from getting shingles. If you're not around any kids with chickenpox, as you grow older, you lose your immunity. And this is why shingles was just for old people. And so, you know, our unintended consequences, none of these things, you know, were, you know, it's not like there's some evil people plotting, how do I make shingles go up? Uh, you mm-hmm. know, the, the, these were, you know, even like Vioxx, when that drug, you know, the FDA approved it, it was a great boon to, you know, to people in pain. And then 100,000 heart attack events, 60,000 deaths, Associated to a drug that the FDA said was fine, um, that you know this is this is the kind of hubris that you know when I was growing up, I, you couldn't drive past the doctor's office without getting uh, a uh, antibiotic. You know it, it mm. was like this was. Uh, the, the antibiotics was the greatest drugs ever and you have a cold it doesn't matter even though we know it's probably a virus let's give you a shot so it doesn't turn into something else and yeah. we abused our antibiotics to the point that now we have super bugs that terrify most physicians who have to enter into a hospital and so the, the, you know the I'm not anti-antibiotic. I thank God for antibiotics. Yeah. That doesn't mean that we don't need to use them with intelligence, judiciously, that we don't need to tell ourselves the truth about what the consequences are of antibiotic use. And this is what's not happening with vaccines, is we're not allowing the conversation to happen where we tell the truth. Yes, and, you vaccines know- are dangerous. And it
0: uh, it goes, it's following the money, whether it's the public saying, well, you know, we need to be able to go to work, so we need a vaccine so our kids don't get chickenpox, instead of looking further ahead and seeing what the end result may be. I had a friend th- three years ago, she was 36 years old, she had shingles. I said, what are you talking about? You have shingles? And she said, yeah, I said, no, shingles is for older people, like over 60 or 70, and she said, no, she had shingles. I couldn't believe she had shingles. It was shocking to me. I, I, I just didn't understand it. And I, when they did a blood test on me maybe five or six years ago, I didn't have a chicken pox titer. So they said you need to get the series of shots. So I did. And I had the chicken pox vaccine. And I thought, I don't know, you know, okay, I'll do it. I didn't have it when I was a child that I knew of because I didn't break out like everyone else did. That doesn't mean right. I didn't have it. I could have had one or two pock marks and nobody noticed them. But what's interesting to me is uh, quite a few years ago, what is it, like nine years ago now, I had ovarian cancer and I had to have a radical hysterectomy. And during the process, I was very nauseous. And they gave me an anti-nausea pill. So I went to the drugstore and I picked up my prescription. And as I picked it up, it was very light. And I said to the, the clerk behind the counter, how many pills are in here? And she said, one. I said, one? One pill? How long does it last? She goes, oh, I don't know. And so I start reading the back of the package to see what side effects and everything are and there's a gentleman behind me who's actually getting kind of you know upset because i'm taking too much time and she said do you want to talk to the pharmacist and i said yes as a matter of fact i do so the pharmacist came over and i said to him there's one pill in here and you're charging me 90 dollars. what about my copay he said that is your copay i said how long will this pill last he said four to six hours i said oh my god I'm nauseous all the time. I can't eat. I'm losing weight rapidly, and I can't afford to lose weight, and you're telling me this is going to last four to six hours, so in a month's time I could buy a car with all the money that I'm going to spend on a pill? And he said, yes, I guess. He said, if you look at it that way. And I said, well, there's no other way to look at it. And I said, now, <laughs> did, you, did you read the side effects? And he goes, uh, probably not. And I said, this is an anti-nausea pill. And he said, yes. I said, the side effects are vomiting and nausea. And he looked at me I said, I would like my American Express card back. Do not charge me for this. I'm returning this pill. I don't want it. This is ridiculous to take an anti-nausea pill that has a side effect of nausea and vomiting. I don't understand. It was crazy. I just It blew my mind. Yeah, it really blew my mind. I can't remember the name of the drug, but I was so over it. I was like, forget it. Now, I'm an energy therapist, so I stopped my business at that point, brought no one in, and worked on myself. Luckily, when I went and had my surgery, I was um, stage 1B, so my cancer was only at the ovary level, and even though I had a radical hysterectomy, I didn't have to have radiation or chemotherapy. I was very, very, very lucky, and I thank God for that every day. I know that. But I also know that there are pills out there that you have to read the side effects because if the side effects are the same as what you have, what are the chances of it working for you?
1: <laughs> well, and and this is... Um... People forget that the pharmaceutical companies are a business, and right. they, you know they're even when they, when people know you know when they read about you know, GlaxoSmithKline pled guilty to lying about you know study three twenty nine about Paxil saying it was good for kids when in fact it was bad for kids. There were right. deaths they they literally pled guilty to causing deaths and we're not talking about a civil suit we're talking about a criminal suit said so yes we are a criminal organization they paid a 3 billion dollar fine and and you know you know all these companies have been fined in the hundreds of millions for criminal activity for lying and we think somehow uh, that when it comes to vaccines, they will tell the truth. They, You know, they wouldn't mess with that. You know, these are companies that have shown, you know, that they're willing to kill children if it makes money. And, and, and I'm not talking about like some Internet conspiracy theorist. I'm talking about just what they've pled guilty to in U.S. courts.
0: Yes. Disgusting.
1: Yeah, this, this is... Something-
0: <laughs> and
1: so, the, you know, when you look at what's happening uh, to our soldiers and the amount of, you know, how they're being over-drugged, uh yeah. we've developed a, a medical system that is is really not working for us. That's out of control financially, and meanwhile, true health is hiding in plain sight. You know, people don't want to know, you know, the the source of true health is in walking, eating good food, Mm -hmm. uh, drinking clean water, having good, healthy relationships, having a way for dealing with stress, um, keeping good thoughts. You know, it's like literally if you could sit down with your great-grandmother, she could tell you exactly how to live a long, happy life without... Um, uh, These diseases That weren't around In her day
0: And isn't that the truth Because when they talk to the people who are uh, You know shown as this is the oldest person In this part of the country, state, world, whatever What's your secret? The secret's always the same It's not a secret It's out there, you know Eat well, exercise, be positive, stay positive As you do things, as you get out in nature You you know, you don't have that depression You don't have that anxiety Do mind-body practices that have been proven to last A a few mind-body practices every day And I don't even mean an hour at a time Will last you 80 days Now you do one tomorrow Now you're at 81 days Now you do one the next day and you're at 82 If you make it habitual You will be able to fend off all of these things and, of course, the pharmaceutical company doesn't like that. I know that because I'm a holistic health practitioner, and they hate me. You know, so I teach exactly what you're talking about. And, yeah, it doesn't go over well with them. I, I'm not a big um, – when I, when I go to the doctor and they say, what drugs are you on? I'm not on any. I don't take any drugs. I don't have any issues, you know. So lucky me, but I've been through issues, but I think you can turn everything around, and that's probably what people, you know, need to really look at. And, and one of the ways to do that is to truly – we're getting toward the top of the hour and I just cannot stress enough that everyone on this planet needs to see this movie. It should be in schools, colleges, churches, yoga studios, at, at every meeting, chamber of commerce, Rotary club. I don't care where it is anywhere. There's a grouping of people because we need to take our power back as citizens so that we can make the choices that are best for us. And we need the information to do that. And this film is definitely giving the information so that people can make those decisions. So the site, Everyone is www.bought.com b o u g h t. It's a fabulous bot film. Mov- bought
1: movie. Ah, okay. Bought bot movie. Yeah, bot, bought b o u g h t boughtmovie.com.
0: Okay, and you know you can download the movie. You can uh, have screenings. You just go through a process. You can figure it all out. It's right there on the site. I've been there. It's easy to do. It's very important to to. To really go out there and see this, get it out there and tell everyone about it. And as I said, we're almost at the top of the hour. But before we go, is there anything else that you'd like to tell the listeners about this movie and how to get it, or anything else you'd like to put out there?
1: Yeah. So I, what I what I want people to understand is we left out so m- many people out of the film. I, I purposely, you know left out Andy Wakefield. Uh, I left out uh, Jeffrey Smith, who's who's been one of the leaders in the GMO movement. Uh, And I did it because I wanted to have people that weren't lightning rods. This is a very well-thought-out film. We filmed at Harvard. We filmed at MIT, Mm
0: -hmm. University of
1: Kentucky, University of Wales, Purdue. You know, this is not, you know, a a bunch of of backroom and, you know internet experts these these are some of the top people in the world and the the objective of the film was to have the conversation that my thirty two year old daughter doesn't want to have with her friends she She doesn't want to vaccinate her children and she doesn't want them to be different she doesn't want them to stick out, and she doesn't want to have to argue with her friends about it. My goal was to have the conversation for her that she doesn't want to have, and if we can get enough people to see the film, we can again, if you want to get you know all sixty nine vaccines for your kids, you know God bless you it's not what we're what we're arguing for is the right to know what's in our food and the right to know what's in our vaccines and to be able to make these choices do we are want to put them in our family's bodies or not
0: yeah and you know what you're a great dad and a great human being for doing this because what a great thing to do for your daughter I I think that's wonderful I, I commend you for that that's really terrific I'm sure she's thrilled too you know it helps it absolutely helps So, listeners, we need you to spread the word. We know you enjoy what you hear on Energy Awareness Radio, so please share it with your friends. You know, we live in a very challenging and constantly changing world, and that's why I have the guests that I do, to keep you apprised so that you won't get lost in the dross of life. We need to stay aware so that we can navigate easily and live the life we're meant to live productively, healthfully, and purposefully. And this is where you find the tools to do just that. So send the link for the show to everyone you know and let them have the same opportunity that you just had so they may learn and grow and they can make the world a better place for all as well. Again, Jeff, thank you so much for joining us. I very much appreciate you taking time to be here. Thank you, Pete. Thank you. Know, and more importantly, for making us aware of these vitally important issues. You know, thank you for all the good that you're doing in our world. Um, on behalf of everyone here at Energy Awareness Radio, I'd like to thank all of our listeners for tuning in. My name is T Love, and I hope you'll be back next week for another great show here at Energy Awareness Radio. For more information about me, please visit my website, quantumwellness.org. You'll find an archive list of past shows, a lineup for upcoming shows, as well as information about the crystal. Uh, singing bowl concerts that I provide each year so go ahead and look that up. If you can't find one you can certainly get the CD. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at NRG Aware Radio. That's at NRG Aware Radio. I am your host T. Love here at Energy Awareness Radio intending you and yours a most wonderful week. Remember living from your heart is quite easy you need only give thanks to do so take care and stay well.